uh, and then visitors. I just um, love vineyard worship. Like I, every Sunday, like I try to, I really try to um, go to vineyard afternoon just because I love their worship team and just worshiping with them. And I just, um, it was my privilege to having them over here uh, with us um, worshiping together. So, um, all right, I want you to repeat after me. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's do it one more time. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your word with reverence, you know, but also with, with joyful heart. We, we come before this, this altar of praise. We come before together as a collective people of yours, as a bride of Christ. Uh, the least thing we want to be is counting uh, this Sunday service as just one another Sunday. So, Lord... We ask you, just don't just pass us by this morning. Lord, speak to us with your word. Speak through me. Uh, speak through your word. But Lord, here is your servant. Just like Jeremiah said in chapter 1, I just don't know how to speak. But Lord, just like Randy encouraged me in his prayer, I want you to dictate my lips, my heart, my mouth, my heart, my soul, and my mind and spirit so that this word would be not my own but yours, your heart, that, that I would say that, 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 that leads people to see your face and your heart through scriptures. So, Lord, speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. As Paul um, concluded his letters with his final instructions in chapter 5 uh, to, the, to the church of Thessalonica, he, um, he, he admonished Christians to rejoice, to pray, to give thanks with consistency. Now the problem uh, is that as much as it sounds really good, um, the problem is that it sounds nearly impossible to imply that in our ve- own very li- life. Uh, all three instru- instructions are imperative, and, and the instructions uh, are, are uh, um, require us to do unceasingly, unconditionally, and in all circumstances. You know, some of our times we find many reasons to rejoice with one another or in our life. Uh, we find many uh, uh, reasons to pray, you know, when we have prayer requests um, or we are in need or something. When we praise God, we also pray uh, and we give thanks to the Lord when good things happen, when life goes well. Uh, but some of our times when, when difficulties hit us, uh, they just take our joy away. 
it, it makes more sense in, in my head or, or our head uh, that we should be like a Hannah in 1 Samuel uh, going up to temple or for us is to find place to pray more when we face difficulties. But in reality, we find ourselves emotionally and spiritually dried out and sometimes don't even have strength to pray. You know, like uh, over time, I, I realized when, when I uh, faced certain difficulties, um, I would just wet my bed with, with tears and, and, and in pain. I just like <laughs> David wrote his psalm. And, and I just don't know what to say in my prayer. It's, it's, I just, I'm just like speechless, but like not in like in all, but like I'm just like in pain, like speechless. I don't know what to say. I caught myself sighing over some difficulties that I couldn't um, overcome on my own um, instead of praying harder. Alongside to that, we, we find ourselves blaming other people or other things, situation, or sometimes even God, rather than giving thanks to him. In terminals, it's easy for us to, to just lose that gratitude attitude and become bitter. So if we take this imperative instructions literally, uh, we find it, soon we find it too difficult uh, to just robotically follow them. Yet Paul asserts us uh, that, that rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks are what God wills for us to do. Uh, this word, Thelemai, will, is more than just passive wish. It, it's God desires for us, God longs for us to do, who are in Christ Jesus. And John uh, Green said, uh, presentation, when John Green said, it would not be God's will as demonstrated in Jesus' life or made known by Jesus. Rather, it is his gracious gift, the blessing of his will, which was given to the Thessalonians to follow. So how do we receive this gracious gift? How do we receive this blessing of his will in all circumstances? In other words, how are these imperative instructions possible in light of our all circumstances? Uh, we have to ask what, it, what this instruction meant to, to Thessalonians, uh, to the church of Thessalonica. As we found uh, from four, uh, previous uh, services, when Randy preached uh, the former passages in First Thessalonians, uh, we saw that the church of Thessalonica's circumstances wasn't, weren't um, great either, right? Um, it's actually going back to Acts 17, if you want to follow up, uh, Acts 17. When, when Paul started to preach in uh, Thessalonica, uh, some of the Jews and, and God-fearing, God-fearing Greeks, and, and including Jason and some noble women, uh, actually they, they converted to Christianity. But as soon as that happened, uh, that, that caused jealousy of, of Jews in synagogues, and they started to persecute them. So the, the history of the church in Thessalonica uh, started with persecution, right? Um, they actually, this was their charge. Um, this men who have caused trouble all of the world have now come here. 
And verse eight said, uh, verse seven said, they are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. You have to understand, in this time, um, Rome already conquered, conquered this um, uh, Middle East um, and this province, province of uh, Macedonia, where, where this Thessalonica was in. Uh, this, the common greeting among people was this, Caesarus Ani Curios, Naiaphos Ani. It means Caesar is king. Yes, he is. That was common greeting. But since they converted to Christianity, their king was Jesus and Jesus only. They, they refused to say this, so they were socially and politically marginalized and persecuted, just as we saw in verse 8 and 7, 7 and 8. Not only that, uh, actually the Thessalonica Thessalonica, uh, was a harbor city in Macedonia, and they had plenty of of natural resources. So many of of, of people, many from Thessalonica uh, became artisans and merchants. But in the society, you you had to join the guild in order to start your business. It's not like here you have money or you can borrow money from bank and I can just start off my business. It doesn't work here. Like you have to join a guild. But since if if you're if you're <laughs> outcast from society, like how are you gonna join this business market? You're you're out of Agora marketplace. So look so if you understand, like this Thessalonica, uh, the, this church was persecuted socially, economically, and politically in every aspect of their life. Then how did Paul expect them to rejoice, to pray, and give thanks in all circumstances? Again, to understand Paul's statement, again, uh, we have to see... Uh, what does it look like in Paul's own life? It actually goes uh, right previous chapter in Acts 16. So Paul started his second missionary journey. Um, it started f- from Acts 16, right? He, uh, you can, and uh, he found uh, Timothy in, in uh, Lystria, Lystra and and other people joined um, as a company, and it was great. If you look at verse five, uh, chapter sixteen, verse five, uh, it says, "So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. They were like dominating the, all the cities in Asia Minor, really. Like, and and <laughs> and suddenly." In verse 6 says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of, of Phrygia and Galatia. They were over this area, Phrygia and Galatia. And then it says, verse 7, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Interesting. The Holy Spirit suddenly appears and I'm going to hinder you, I'm going to block you to go to Asia Minor. And it says, verse 7, when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia. It's interesting because when the Holy Spirit hindered them to go to Asia Minor, they actually went farther to Asia Minor. See the Bithynia there? 
conflict. Now, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Now Jesus appears to them. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man, Macedonia, standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So they went on a journey to Macedonia from Asia Minor. Um, They knew this was God. They could not deny this, this, they experienced this triune God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God himself in Paul's vision appearing to them, hindering their door, the, the, uh, blocking uh, their door to Asia Minor and leading them into Macedonia. It says, verse 10, after Paul had seen the vision, we got, including Luke, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This conclude word, um, simbibazo, it means they were persuaded, they were instructed to go to Macedonia. So they were for sure, God led them, God opened the door for them to go to Macedonia. And here's my question, then how, <laughs> then, <laughs> then was his ministry in success and triumphant? Were churches strengthened, or were their number increased, like, just like when they're in Asia, just like we saw in verse 5? This is our predicament. Because we, we, we think it should work if God opens a door. In some degrees, we expect God to clear all the, uh, all the obstacles in front of us, uh, solves all the problems we have, if it is God's will, if it's God who guides us. Um, before I <laughs> came here from college, I, um, it was like three months before prior to my graduation at college. And I, I was praying um, in light of our uh, church's former circumstances. And um, I just couldn't resist that, you know, heart and just to pray for this church. And, and just like something just happened. Like Dave just called me middle of the day, you know, like out of blue. And we just talked. And, and I just knew at that moment, that God was calling me uh, to come back here. Um, and God put the heart in me to, to serve um, the church that I loved dearly. <laughs> but I did not know what was entailed. In Philippi, Paul um, actually cast out the fortune-telling spirit from a servant girl. Uh, actually, a female servant, sorry. And, and her owner, um, since um, his potential money-making business was gone by Paul, he fir- falsely accused Paul, and, and they dragged them to the court. And there, a magistrate ordered them to be stripped, beaten rod, flogged them, and imprisoned them. 
can you can you imagine you being Paul coming all the way to Macedonia behind all this ministry churches convert confess their sin come to Christ all behind in, in Asia Minor and and came to Macedonia just because God said so but it turned out what 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 there was no welcoming for them, mm. but only opposition and adversity was waiting. <laughs> they were the only greeters for Paul and Silas, Silas, oh, Timothy. And what amazes me was Paul and Silas' reaction in the prison cell. If you read um, verse 25, it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And, and the other prisoners were listening to them. <laughs> they were praying and singing hymns to God. Some may say, see, they had a great faith. They, they knew, they for sure knew that God was going to rescue them, break every chain, um, and then they can escape. But if you, if you read next verse, the next following verses, you realize it says, Suddenly there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chain came loose. So they had a chance to escape. It was God who opened the door. It was God who, who loose, loosened all the chains. But they did not. The jailers tried to kill himself because he thought he failed at mission. But Paul shouted in verse eight, uh, 28, Don't harm yourself. Uh, we are all here. So it's actually fair to say at least his focus of praying and singing hymns was not about escape. It's not about solving the problem that they had. But they were praying and singing hymns to God. Um, the praying, uh, proseukomai, it means, it, it, the root means is that to, to yield one's credence. A singing hymn, hymneo, it means celebrate, praise. Uh, so to, to, to what were they um, yield their credence? Or to what were they joyfully celebrated? Since the second part of 20, uh, 25 says, and other prisoners were listening to them. Is it me? Okay. Sorry about that. Wow. They were listening. You're listening. <laughs> I see. This is like, you, you have to highlight this, it's in the, like three stars there. Because this is it, um, in my mind, it comes to me, this was a pivotal moment for Paul and Silas in their missionary journey. What they saw, what they saw in this prison was that, was the gospel was advancing, both in their success of ministry and the failure of ministry. That's a powerful whether, whether they were in success in Asia Minor, church is growing, we're doing great, gospel is preaching. 
It says, so the churches were strengthened the streets and grew daily. Is it me? Ten? Okay. At the same time, when, when they're in, <laughs> when they were flogged, when they're stripped, when they're uh, imprisoned, when they're beaten with rods and imprisoned, the gospel was still preached, preaching uh, to this to these other prisoners. In other words, the gospel and the God's kingdom was not bounded, was not hindered by Paul and Silas' circumstances. When Paul realized this truth in his life, he records it in, in, in Philippians 1.21. He said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You see? So back to our passages in, in 1 Thessalonians. Paul wrote this letter when he was in Corinth. Um, Cross-reference would be uh, Acts 18. But even in Corinth, he was persecuted. Uh, persecuted by his own people, uh, diaspora Jews. Uh, they, they, they were abusive. They argued with him. They, they took him to the court. They did everything to do to hinder his ministry. But he still wrote First uh, Thessalonians to the church of Thessalonica. If you can actually find it with me, it would be really great so that you know that I'm not making this up. Um, <laughs> I'm not making this up, well, really. Trust me. First um, Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, verse 2, he says this. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. See? Chapter 2, verse 13, he says, And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Chapter 3, verse 9, he says, How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you. What were the reasons for Paul to rejoice, to pray, to give thanks? It was the fact that the gospel and his kingdom was still standing, just like <laughs> you pray there was still standing in the church of Thessalonica despite of all the persecutions. It wasn't anything about Paul himself or, or, or Thessalonica, uh, church of Thessalonica getting away from the problems or troubles. Uh, to Paul, uh, it was obvious. It, it was not just uh, satisfactory, uh, but, but was more than enough reasons to rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks to God in all circumstances. One thing Paul realized um, in his journey was this sequence of the gospel, which is unavoidable persecution. It's unavoidable persecution. However, in the prison cell of Philippi, 
and under the persecution of his own people in Corinth, Paul found this reason to rejoice, to pray, to give thanks to God unceasingly, unconditionally. And he, he, knew, he knew that this church of Thessalonica was going to go through the same pattern that he walked. He said this, sorry, chapter 1, verse 6, You became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. He says uh, he also predicted his own suffering again in chapter 3 verse 4. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out that way, as you well know. Still, he concluded his letter admonishing um, these Christians to rejoice, to pray, and to give thanks in all circumstances. Because, only because the work of the sovereign Lord, which is the, the advancement of his kingdom and the gospel, was going to prevail over their circumstances. Um, despite of the oppositions, they, they had to faith daily. So brothers and sisters, I, uh, I really believe this, this word is still speaking truth today. You know what that means? At some degrees in our life, um, in some different uh, format, uh, we, we, we will face, we are facing uh, difficulties and troublesome situations uh, to live as a Christians. Actually, Second Timothy uh, three twelve, when 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 Paul uh, at the end of his journey, right before he was beheaded. He wrote the letter to his uh, beloved son Timothy, spiritual son. Uh, and he said this, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Again, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. However, I want to urge you uh, to, see God, to see and seek uh, God's will that never fails and never fails to continue, never fails to progress in your life and through your life, regardless of your circumstances. And when we see this kingdom and this gospel progressing and, and continuing, despise of all that, and when that becomes our purpose and focus, we will be able to. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. For we know that is God's will, not God's, not God's desire for us, God's longing heart for us to do who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's stand together sing. Um, this song, singing a uh, few weeks 
but I want us to, in, in light of the, the words that we received, um, I want us to focus whatever we're facing, what, whatever's lie uh, before us, uh, we will focus on his gospel and his kingdom and his glory. So let's pray.